Hey folks, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning app and software development firm based out of Virginia. Uh, this is your host Dylan Burke, also known as Deej, and I'm happy to be here today with Alan Steinmetz, CEO and at Inward Strategic Consulting. Welcome, Alan. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yes, thanks for your time. Um, so, Alan, to get us started, can you give us a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up doing what you do today? Sure. Um, I I think of myself as a, an advertising guy, um, and uh, I started and prepared my career uh, to go into advertising. I spent uh, uh, 17 years in the advertising world at McCann Erickson and at McCann and uh, YNR Young and Rubicam. Uh, I then uh, uh, I left there as a senior vice president director of business development, and went on to a client which was. Uh, at the time, uh, Anderson Consulting, which was trying to launch itself as a, a consulting firm away from Arthur Anderson. Later, it became Accenture, and I was their worldwide director of marketing there um, uh, and helped launch their brand uh, for three years. And then I joined another consulting firm called Arthur D. Little, which is a major uh, global uh uh, management consulting firms that specializes in technology and environmental health and safety and uh, tech and uh, management consulting strategy. Um, and I was there for five years. And while I was at uh, Arthur D. Little um, in the late 80s, there was a, a an early 90s, uh, there was a new phenomena called uh, ERP uh uh, re-engineering, transformational change. And one of the things we learned from our clients was that um, uh, major change initiatives and ERP implementations were failing. Uh, and 80% of the time that they were failing, 50% of the programs were failing, and 80% of the time why they were failing had to do with the lack of acceptance and buy-in from their internal constituencies. So we decided to create a process and methodology called inward marketing to get people to embrace and, and adopt to change in order to have effective uh, re-engineering um, acceptance in the marketplace. So that evolved into a, a practice. And after about two years, there was so much interest in what we were doing we decided to launch it as a company called Inward Strategic Consulting, the company I, I now have now. And um, uh, after two years, we took it uh, over. Uh, I became the CEO of, the, of that group. Uh, and uh, just actually yesterday, we just celebrated our 25th year of anniversary. Uh, the company has evolved to not only include change management, but also internal branding, uh, team alignment, um, external brand positioning and adoption. And what we basically do is work with organizations to help them uh, embrace change amongst their people so that they can provide a better uh, and understand what the company stands for in terms of their purpose, their mission, their values, so that they can ultimately provide a better customer experience. Uh, our clients have included uh, 
uh, Walmart, McDonald's, American Airlines, Prudential, Fidelity and uh, uh, Investments. And um, fortunately, knock on wood, we've been uh, successful uh, at doing what we do. And we pretty much launched a whole new category of um a business it's a you know you have external advertising agencies and internal and external public relations firms but we're we're almost like an agency for the internal employee base of larger corporations and that's what we do we have codified methodologies creative um design strategy messaging the whole nine yards and, and it's it's been very rewarding that's amazing to hear. I'm I'm glad you've done so well over the last 25 years. <laughs> Business is as old as me, though. That's amazing. It's, so you know, it, you know, there's there've been ups and downs. You know, the COVID certainly took a we took a hit. Uh, we lost a couple clients here and there, um, but uh, we're we the the process, the methodology, and the commitment is resilient. And uh, we will. Uh, we're always looking for new business, <laughs> always. Um, and uh, we used to say at Arthur D. Little, you know, you, you do a little, sell a little. Do a little, sell a little. You have to do it all the time. So yeah. that's why we're here. Hundred percent. And over the last twenty-five years, I'm sure you've gained a number of tactics and tools that you use to grow your business. Um, what have been the main tools that have stuck with you or tactics that have stuck with you over the last 25 years or have there been um, or is it do you keep pivoting and changing and updating your your well, inventory well it, we actually have a, a methodology for building external brands we call it dialogue marketing and it, the intent is to identify targets and audiences that have the need for what we do uh, and then go through a four-phase process of Edu making them aware of who we are, number one. Number two, make them uh, uh, understand the skill sets and capabilities of what we have them. We call it educating. The third one is converting them from being aware and educated to becoming a shopper, seriously considering by offering uh, services, uh, incentives, uh, pricing and programming, a taste, if you will. And then once they close, um, then it's maintaining the relationship after the fact through loyalty marketing programs. Each one of those four phases have a have a specific uh, tactics that are aligned with that. So to build awareness, we do outbound uh, email blasts. We we do webinars like this uh, and podcasts. We we speak at major uh, events like the Association of National Advertisers and the conference boards, um, uh, and that gets them to know who we are. And then once we get into the education uh, phase. We do uh, webinars specifically around topics that may be of interest to them once they've raised their hands. We will invite them to breakfasts uh, or symposium with our clients uh, so they can hear some of the successes and case histories. And then in the third phase, we'll do uh, website design and development, social media components, Facebook, uh, uh, X, not formerly Twitter, 
as well as LinkedIn posts. And then finally, for recognition and rewards, we'll give special treatments and special uh, access to databases and information that we accumulate through research, uh, access to clients, case histories. Um, and so when you have a whole spectrum from uh, awareness all the way to recognition and loyalty and rewards, you are able to build tactical marketing programs. The, the biggest challenge has been doing it consistently. As I said before, when you're busy, you get busy and uh, it's hard to allocate time and resources to uh, devote this without the critical mass of a, of a company behind you to be able to do it day in and day out. Yeah, 100%. And um, more recently, have you started making use of the technology that's becoming more available to us, um, AI, for uh, instance? Absolutely. Uh, I There's not a day, literally there is not a day that I do not use uh, artificial intelligence um, and chat GPT for some facet of what I do. Um, uh, and it's really, it, it, it really amazes me and blows me away, <laughs> to be honest with you, of, of the impact. Um, I, I uh, for instance, I will never ever send out a outbound email without first, I'll, I'll, I'll draft it and write it myself, but I'll always go through uh, GPT to uh, improve it, edit it, proofread it, and uh, and uh, come up with a better, uh, let's say, call to action or close. Uh, and invariably, it always has an impact. That's one. Uh, I've had them, I've also in our master service agreements and contracts, I've also used it in, uh, to help me improve that. Um, I've used it here and there uh, to, uh, we do a, a very, we're, we're very big uh, blog posters uh, uh, that goes out pretty much weekly to our uh, mailing list of over uh, 3,500 people. Um, and I will, um, uh, write the piece, the blog post, but I will often uh, enhance it, embellish it through the help of uh, ChatGPT um, uh, in terms of headlines, taglines, call to actions. So it's very, it's very, very compelling. I've just, we've just started experimenting a little bit um, uh, in regard to uh, design and illustrations and photographs. Uh, using some of the uh, new techniques, but I, I'm actually seeing literally every single day uh, another enhancement using um, uh, artificial intelligence uh, that just blows me away. I just came across uh, a, a website, uh, IA, uh, AI uh, t uh, a website called the durable.ai.com, uh, uh, .co rather, that builds literally builds a website website from scratch in three minutes blew me away blew me it's, away it's absolutely mind-blowing what how fast we can get things done now with these tools um it, and it's I, amazing I, think... I i haven't done it for business prospecting yet or uh database man crm in terms of list management i have a database of over ten thousand names that we've acquired over the last 25 years i would love to find a uh, artificial intelligence tool that helped me that can help me cull that down update it 
so on and so forth. But there are there are tools that can do that. Uh, WIZA, uh, Rocket Reach, B two B rockets, and things of that nature. So um, we're going to start. We hope to start experimenting with some of those when when we are have some free time and and uh, resources to allocate to that kinds of an activity. Okay, yeah, it's definitely beneficial. And even if there isn't a tool available, it's not that difficult to get it uh, made because the, be, I don't know how to explain it. It's just because of AI, we have the ability to build more tools to implement AI. So it's just like feeding on itself and making it easier That's correct. and more accessible. And it's honestly amazing. It's, I wouldn't say it allows us to do our work better, uh, but it definitely allows us to do our work a lot faster, like right. extremely fast. Um, my, my wife is my wife is a very successful realtor in the Boston market where we live. And she uh, she started uh, developing storybooks about some of the properties she has to sell. And she's using AI to help her write the content to tell a storybook about houses. It, and it's fascinating. That's Absolutely amazing. fascinating. Yeah, it is. So it, it's just a matter of time before uh, it will be used for copywriting in, in our fields and, and benefits and wellness programs, uh, um, you know, helping people with meditation. Without question, it's going to happen. I mean, if it is, hasn't already. So yeah. we'll see. 100%. Um, and I wanted to ask, could you speak of any metrics or KPIs that you use to measure the success of your business and sure. your clients? Uh, absolutely. We have a um, proprietary tool that we use um, called ChangeFX. Uh, and we usually will do a, a, a census of the population of an audience, uh, either external or internal, but mostly internal, of associates and employees to find out their attitudes and opinions and views of uh, their their employee experience. And employee experience is very different from employee satisfaction. Um, and uh, we cover uh, five different metrics um, and we measure performance improvements pre to post. So hence the change effects. Um, and we, um, we can we could get it down to uh, uh, the ability of the individual, to the group, to the function, uh, as well as to the corporation as a whole, and we could illustrate as a result of our integrated internal dialogue marketing programs uh, the impact and the changes that we're able to uh, provide. That's one uh, metric that we have. Another thing that we do. Uh, if, if the client is so inclined, we, as part of the goals and objectives of setting out an engagement, and we build this right into our SAT master service agreements, we will identify the key variables that they want to have uh, uh, changed or improve, and we'll create what we call a uh, KPI index. And we'll report uh, in terms of uh, risk mitigation and governance for the board of directors uh, which they then have to report on to demonstrate that the mitigation of risk is improved as a result of the index going up or down. Things such as, it's also being called stakeholder capitalism, 
or uh, experiences. So, so uh, you know, the, you, you want to look at things such as uh, wellness, uh, customer experience, quality improvements, um, product satisfaction. Um, and if we if they track all those together, we'll combine them in such a way that we create an index uh, for one metrics, which allows the board to uh, demonstrate that their their risk associated uh, with those that metrics with that index is being mitigated and and managed. Uh, things as simple as you know uh, you know uh, environmental uh, society and and the uh, cultural uh, implications. Even those kinds of things are being uh, measured and managed by boards. And so. Um, Stakeholder capitalism is a big uh, growing phenomenon. In fact, I'm, uh, there's an a group called uh, Enterprise Engagement Association that's been promoting it. I'm actually going to be speaking to their group um, through a podcast um, in a couple weeks, which I can also send you some information. But, but that, that is, a, and also the um, Economic Forum um, in Europe is also looking at uh, understanding that uh, in a better fashion as well. Okay, amazing. And what metrics in your business are you looking to improve? Obviously, uh, sales is always <laughs> on the top of everyone's mind. But other than that, um, what are your <clears throat> internal metrics that you're looking to improve? Um, it's it really isn't all that different from from that of our clients. It's it's how do we create a fulfilling and engaged work environment for our people so that there is a greater sense of purpose and loyalty. Uh, you know, uh, my father was a butcher and on his day off, he would go to other butcher shops to check the prices to make sure everything <laughs> was good. I had always had an impact on me, um, but it's the cobbler's children. Uh, we have to make sure that we, we uh, practice what we preach for our own people so that uh, uh, our employees feel that they have a future, that they're contributing to something meaningful uh, in their personal lives as well as in their professional lives um, and uh, create harmony uh, and peace for themselves, uh, which in, in the, not to get political, but in the current state of mind and where we are as a society, that's very, very diff difficult uh, with all of the... Um, uh, you know, uh, social uh, malfeasance and uh, political and economic challenges that we have. There's like I'll give you an example. There's a there's a very successful global um, uh, furniture and uh, houseware company called Wayfair, um, <clears throat> uh, an, an online purveyor. A, a couple years ago, they 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 were fulfilling a contract for immigration uh, uh, for the southern border so that there would be beds for the immigrants that were becoming in, the illegal immigrants that were coming into the United States. Um, their people at their headquarters, 2,200 people felt that that was so wrong that they walked out. No one's put them out of business for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, so if you got, if your people aren't, aren't aligned with your purpose and your mission and your vision and your values, well, that's other than sales and and growing revenue those are things that we think about um we also yeah, want to in, in in our mind we also want to be good corporate citizens you know you have to well how does that have an impact 
with with sales uh with business but in reality it does and you 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 have to give back I, in my opinion, to be back give back and you have to be uh uh you have to have a personal purpose that is aligned with the company purpose as well um i'm actually having a running debate about this uh right now with a couple of my professional colleagues about you know how how far is too far uh with the current uh political climate out there uh especially here in the united states between republicans and democrats and and the craziness that's happening you know yeah yeah i i appreciate that a lot and i don't hear that often is making sure your people are aligned with you and i think it is definitely super important especially especially when you're scaling a business um you don't want people there who don't have the same mindset as you and that is important because i've worked in places where we just don't align and you could feel the energy wasn't right um and i do i appreciate that it's, it's well yeah it's it's a challenge it's really a challenge right now well, well in the united states at least there's a shortage of people so you have to cast a wider net to attract talents which means that you have to be able to be more um, open in regard to their attitude and their their purpose and what ins- inspires them and motivates them. Uh, another phenomena that we experience is that you know you have uh, an aging uh, population and at the same time you're attracting a generation uh, Z who whose values are radically different than that of the baby boomer generation that I have. So teaching both generations to be open to each other's and to what they stand for and what is valuable to them is, uh, it's not easy. You know, being a, a 68 year old, uh, I won't say man or woman, it doesn't really matter to sit across from somebody who's 26 uh, and be equally inspired about work is very, very different. And that, and yeah. we, and we, and we deal with this literally for not only for ourselves, but as well as for our clients. Yeah. A hundred percent. We, we on different pages and it's all going to come together. Um, but if you know people looking for employees, if there's a shortage in the States, there's lots of South Africans that are, Highly competent, highly educated, and would love the opportunity. Um, can you hear me? Oh, I can yeah, hear you. Can you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, so we, we are unfortunately out of time, Alan, but what advice would you like to give to other business owners looking to succeed in this ever-changing world? You know? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. What, do, uh, I, what advice would you like to give to other business owners looking to succeed in this ever-changing environment? Um, God, there's so much. Uh, the first and foremost, you have to, um, you have to, you have to be rooted in. Uh, are you there? By the way, you're. You're. I don't I'm see here. your screen. I'm here. Okay, you have to be rooted with your core purpose um and your business processes need to 
that uh, in order for your business to thrive. Um, if you're only in the business to make money, how does that, and if that's your purpose in life, um, what are you doing to make sure that that is effective? Uh, I would tell you that there's better and greater purpose than just making money. And you have to simply to the core, core um, of values of your business. What are you trying to achieve? And I can tell you that it's usually something that is emotional um, and something that is um, uh, altruistic uh, uh, that could have impact in the world around us. And when you are able to articulate that in a meaningful way, you will get your uh, business processes to support it, and um, and uh, you get you'll get people to be aligned with that. Let me give you an example of that right now. Uh, Subaru, uh, you Subaru is a big manufacturing of automobiles, and uh, you know it's all about getting supply chain managements and in union contracts and uh and and finding people and the distribution of sales and blah 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 design of automobiles their purpose plainly simply put is all about love they stand for love and they've used that to create automobiles that are safe so that people will love each other so that they they've created a dealer network uh, that are tied to the community so they can spread and share that love. Their advertising programs uses puppies and dogs to communicate uh, how it's all about, um, you know, creating relationships with individuals and people so that you can love each other. Uh, who doesn't want to love a puppy dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they clean environmental uh, manufacturing processes around the world uh, uh, that are that help and promote love. So you, you may think that love is esoteric and you know not meaningful, but the reality is it is. It can be if you work hard enough to make it relevant. So uh, so for me, I think the single most important thing is to find a corporate purpose and then create alignment of business processes uh, uh, to support it on a continuous and ongoing uh, basis, and then everything else will take will will flow from that. In my opinion, a hundred percent. I appreciate that so much, and I appreciate your time today, Alan. Um, I've really enjoyed chatting to you and getting to know you a bit better. What Likewise. is the what is the best way for people to get in touch with Alan Steinmetz? If well, you have any offers for them, uh, or yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we the best place for us for for people to contact through our website uh it's at uh www.inwardconsulting.com we're in the process right now of updating that and it will be available uh hopefully by the end of the next month um uh but also uh the best way to contact us is through linkedin alan steinmetz at linkedin.com uh, steinmetz slash or something like that uh, you can find me if you look um, and then, you know, also you could always contact me directly uh, through email at asteinmetz at inwardconsulting.com. And uh, uh, those are the three best ways to, to contact. And we're always, we're always looking for uh, uh, people to um, uh, share thought leadership with, new ideas with. And so it's not always about 
you know, finding new clients. It's about creating a community. And if you do the right thing, eventually you will, uh, you know, when you need us, we, we're there to potentially help you with, with your needs. hundred uh, percent. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and best of luck to you and your, your colleagues. And you too. All right. Bye-bye.